sir. Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Russ Terry, founder and CEO of Life Coach Radio Network. Today's sponsor is Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free audiobook when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. That's audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. And now, here's today's show. It is an absolutely gorgeous day today in New Brunswick, New Jersey, where I am coming to you live from Life Coach Radio Networks. And uh, today's show uh, has been much anticipated by me and by the listeners. I um, met Nikki Walker-Brown several years ago, but the first time I actually experienced her uh, the Nikki Walker Brown experience is something that I think every person on this planet needs to have. And I say that because I walked into Bethany Baptist Church one day as a visitor. And I, I think it was a women's day. And Nikki was preaching on Esther. And she was preaching on favor. And I never, I will never forget the impact that she had on my life and on my uh, purpose and on my vision for what I wanted to do for myself, both um, as a uh, Christian and as a person who wanted to experience positivity and grow and learn about God and everything that he has for me. And I just want to take this time to say that today is a real gift for me because I get a chance to talk about her incredible book that has been so popular. It's called There Is More, and Nikki's going to be on the show today talking about the book, talking about her life, talking about her move, talking about her I Am More tour, and so much more that she's doing with her life just to inspire and encourage and uplift people on it, especially women, on a daily basis. Um, so before we get to Nikki, I just want to let you know about some shows that are coming up on Life Coach Radio Networks. On Sunday, that's tomorrow, Your Best Life with Jan Jaffe will feature an interview with Mason Reese. On Saturday the 19th, The Audacity to Shine with Coach Falanda Show. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. I, I like that title, The Audacity to Shine, because sometimes it takes courage to really step outside your comfort zone and shine. And then on Tuesday the 21st, The Courage to Climb, which is an interview with author Sherry Shoemaker. Uh, we also have on Thursday the 23rd, Think Tank, The Integral Nature of Anger. You know, um, and, and I'm, I'm kind of curious about that show, so I actually might be tuning into it because sometimes we um, experience anger and don't really know where it's coming from. So uh, this show is going to give us a little bit of insight about that. And then finally, on uh, Saturday the 26th, the final finale show of Reveal Your Excellence with the on-cam coach Renee Ellison, that's me, and I'm going to be featuring Tamara Cosley-Robinson, who's going to be talking about confidence. But today, speaking of confidence, um, one of the most confident women I've ever encountered in my life, and that is a absolutely no exaggeration, um, confident, strong, um, not necessarily in herself, but in God. And that's the thing that I have always been impressed the most about Nikki Walker-Brown is the fact that she walks with such grace and such integrity. And I just want to welcome you to the show, Nikki Walker-Brown. Thanks for being on Reveal Your Excellence today. Thank you, Renee. It is such a pleasure. And I want to thank you for inviting me to be on. Um, I heard you talking about me. I'm like, is she talking about me? <laughs> yep, I'm talking about you, girl. Thank you so you. much. I'm so humbled by your words. Thank you. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. And for those of you who might be listening to the show, if you want to call in with questions or comments for Nikki this morning, the number is 646-716-9397. Again, that's 646-716-9397. Call any time during this hour. So let's get started with just a very simple question. Who is Nikki Walker-Brown? 
Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> well, one, I am a Christian, <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, uh, I love the Lord. I have been in church most of my life, and um, just a strong believer in the Lord. I am a wife. I am a mother. I am a minister, and recently an author and um, an empowerment speaker, you know, sister, girlfriend, cousin, all of those things. But most importantly, I am a strong, strong proponent of just being an empowerment specialist. You know, my my goal, my purpose in life is really to help empower women. Yeah. Wow, that's 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 amazing, and the fact that you are identified in so many different ways—you know, Christian, lover of the Lord, minister, author, wife, um, mother—you know, all those different things that that you do that really encompass who you are. That you're not really limiting yourself to just one title, just one um, scope. Mm-hmm. Of who you are and who, and who you've become is so inspiring. So, how is your life in your new home? It uh, it it has just been a journey. <laughs> That's the mm-hmm. best way I can describe it. You know, okay. you know, I left New Jersey from having been there for over forty years, um, and made this life changing move with my family um, to Lexington, Kentucky. My husband got a job offer he couldn't refuse, and one day we were doing life as business as as usual, life as usual, and the next day everything changes. Mm. And I tell you, you know, Renee, we've talked, you know, through the year about this a little bit, but I cried all the way here. I got here, I was very depressed. Um, I didn't know what my next step or direction was going to be. Um, I had... You know, we moved to a place where I, I had no connections, no, I knew nobody, absolutely nobody. And this was the first time in my life where I knew absolutely no one. Uh, and you have to, you know, know that I'm a girl. I've never moved really away, too far away from my family. Um, even when I went to college, I commuted back and forth to Temple University, which is right over the bridge. So I stayed mm-hmm. home. I lived at home until I got married, and then I moved with my husband up the street. <laughs> so it, this was just a life-altering um, uh, moment for me, and um, I, I had no clue what to do. I had no idea what my next steps were going to be. And, um, you know, as the year progressed, though, my vision started to become clear as to why I had to move, and I had to leave out of that environment to see something different and more and new. You know, sometimes um, I I heard this saying that um, uh, sometimes you get stuck in the picture frame and it's hard to see yourself because you've been stuck in that frame for so long. Mm -hmm. And that's how I was. I was in that picture frame for so long that I lost perspective of who I was really, where I was really going, um, and, and what more life had to offer me. So coming to Kentucky, I was not on my list at all. <laughs> Places to go. I had to look on the map, Renee, and find out where is Kentucky. Um, but it wasn't on my list. But I tell you, it's the best decision. I'm not going to say I made the decision. It was the best decision that was made for me. And and it was definitely a God move. And only he knew. I, I've grown so much. I am truly enjoying my new home now met a lot of people and I'm just really doing um really growing and and doing so much better. Well, you're doing so many incredible things and I'm I'm seeing that, you know, just on Facebook and on social media how you have been able to kind of cultivate this um this tribe of people. Um, many of whom are from Bethany, some I'm sure are from Kentucky, who mm-hmm. are supporting you, and you just inspire so many people that they, wow. it seems like they follow you everywhere. Oh, <laughs> which gosh. Is exciting, <laughs> which is really exciting for you. I'm so happy for you. Yeah. So, yeah, so thank t- you. So tell me a little bit about how your accomplishments, um, I guess, in the ministry and life and education and work, have um, kind of shaped your vision for your life? You know, um, 
one of the things that God has just shown me is that mm-hmm. our progression, our journey towards future does not happen in a linear fashion. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, for a type A personality like me, I expect it to go A, B, C, D, E, F, and G. <laughs> right. For those who have journeyed the journey called life, you know that it does not happen that way. It could be A, Z, then back to A, um, and and I would say that's what my life has been. I, I feel like I have been walking backwards for years, and, mm. and only to realize I've been walking exactly the path that I was supposed to be walking. Um, so, you know, I my former life, before I got caught, really called into the ministry full-time, I was a social worker and did a lot of, lot of inner-city work with young teen girls, young women, um, single parents. I did that for many, many years, Renee. And, uh, you know, I, I call that working in the, the underbelly of life, where those are the forgotten people, people who, you know, barely can, can, can get ends meet met, uh, on, you know, throughout the week and, you know, just helping people with everyday life. And I did that for many years. It was very humbling. Um, it kept me, I think it's the thing that made me grounded. You know, I grew up in the suburbs, so I didn't really know a whole lot about uh, being poor. We knew about struggle. You know, many African-American families understood struggle no matter where you live. But, you know, to to, to do that really created a level of empathy in, in me. And then I went back to school and, and got my master's degree. I really felt a calling to um, do therapy work with families as well as marriages. And, and as a result of, of doing therapy, um, I got an opportunity to create my own counseling department, a program for my church's CDC. And it was in the community, and he asked me to develop something full-scale um, that would encompass marriages and families and children and singles and, you know, men and women. And so I did that literally um, for 10 years, over 10 years. And it was just so rewarding and enriching. And I think it's it's during those years that I really, really, really being able to hear from different people, different walks of life, it really developed my message. It helped to develop my understanding of where people were coming from. But even more importantly, I saw you know, my my audience, who my audience was the most, which started to turn into women. It moved from young teen girls to then from marriages and families to really just women. I found that women were coming to me more about their relationships and even more so about their future, their life, their purpose, their dreams. I started getting women who were doctors and lawyers and you know, teachers and, you know, professional women who were coming in, but they were broken and, and just upset in so many different areas of their life. And so um, it has really just developed that those years, and, and I'm talking close to 20 years of just working in amongst the people, really developed and, and honed in my craft and my vision for this time and this moment now. I didn't get it then. I couldn't understand why it felt like I was walking through the mud, Um, Mm -hmm. but it felt like I wasn't going anywhere fast. I was just working from day to day, making, you know, not as much money as I wanted to, but I didn't know that all of that was a platform that God was developing for me to launch me, you know, in this season of my life, and now I have the experience, and I can say this is what I have, these are the people I've talked to, and, and I know what I'm talking about because I have worked with people um, for all of these years, and I understand where people are coming from. So so that's really helped to develop the vision for my life. That's, um, that's really, it's so rich, everything that you just said. So you felt, I guess, through that time when I knew you, that you were, quote, unquote, walking through the mud. Which is yeah. interesting. Which is interesting to me because of all the women I've known throughout my life, um, you're one of the ones that I've always admired the most. And wow. and to be able to say that during the time that I knew you, when you were inspiring so many people, I mean, you 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 have to really be able to experience Nikki, uh, Reverend Nikki, in order to be able to know what I'm talking about. But 
the power in your voice. And I'm not just talking about the physical voice. I'm talking about the messages that you bring, the inspiration that you bring, the hope that you bring, the the uh, empowerment that you bring in your messages are so impactful to know that you felt that you were walking through the mud is, is, is kind of, it's almost refreshing to me because mm-hmm. Because it lets me know that even the people that we that we quote unquote put on pedestals and 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 sure. hero worship and and you know have their daily struggles and that's that's really that's a lesson yeah. in and of itself. Yes, absolutely. And I, I want to tell you, you know, the same. And and preachers say this all the time. Ministers, leaders. You know, the empowerment and inspiration that we were able to use to inspire others, we couldn't find ourselves. <laughs> you know, everybody around us is just so wonderful. I'm like, well, I'm glad you think so. <laughs> you know, wow. in my own private life, I'm struggling with so many different areas, and most of it was just struggling with destiny, struggling with, you know, how long am I going to be here? You know, having a vision that's bigger than where you are and not having the resources the rope, the ladder to get there, and not hearing anything from God, not knowing is this a real vision, and having to hold on to that, having to hold on to that, um, you know, learning to adjust yourself and balance yourself in between the now and the not yet. That's what I was experiencing those times when you would see me getting up and speaking and how it began to influence and impact people was what you heard me preaching was what I was going through and that was my passion that's what created the passion and that's what created you know um, people saying I'm so inspired by you and I and it's not till I look back to realize I had to even go through that to have an ability to inspire you can only inspire out of your pain sometimes I know we mm-hmm. we say it's out of our successes but it's out of our pain where your passion is born. And I had to go through those 20 years of just feeling like I'm not getting anywhere. You know, yeah, I speak here or there and I do a great job, but I see so much more for myself and I'm just not getting there. So, you know, I I thank you for just saying that, that that's refreshing to you because that is exactly what I was going through those 20 years. (laughs) Wow. So what is... There is more all about the book that you authored. Well, you know, Renee, yes, it's so funny because I had so many people, and and you were one of them, said, hey, you need to write a book. And, (laughs) you know, for many years I had people say, you should write a book, you should write a book, I can see you writing a book. And so eventually I said, okay, let me kind of get started on this book. And um, it was probably about two years ago. And to me, it was just a compilation of some of my sermons. I was going to try to build some bridges and links between them, some of my newsletters, writings that I had done. And I just couldn't really get momentum to this book. And um, I had ideas, and it was all kind of scattered all over the place. And it really wasn't until I moved that, the birthing, the real birthing of the book came to pass. And it, this, the, the book title, There Is More, didn't even happen until I got here. And this is how I know I was supposed to move. I mean, you know, I had a whole different title for the book and a bend, but when I got here and I realized, okay, no one's calling me, I no one knows me, I have no job. Because, <laughs> you know, I work for the church, so you don't just leave that job and go work for the church again. So I had no job. It was all this quiet time. And I said, well, I guess I can go ahead and finish this book. But I couldn't, still couldn't get any traction to it. And, and as I really started thinking through the book and where I wanted to be, I realized this book is going to be about me. <laughs> and really what there is more is about is this message that um, no matter how successful or even unsuccessful you think your life is, you are not the sum total of your past experiences. And I think when I got here, I realized that I had put so much stock into Nikki Walker Brown, you know, who people said I was. And it was all tied to my position, you know, in New Jersey. Well, when God moved me, the question became, well, who am I now? 
you know, and what do I have? I've I've been released from everything that I thought made me great. Everything I thought that made me Nikki Walker Brown was no longer there. And I went into this huge depression that he brought me out here to die. You know, my husband, you know, he's going to have this wonderful opportunity and I'm going to fade into nothing because all of who I was was back in New Jersey. And that's when the title of There Is More was born, that, you know, you are not the closed door, that the door may close, but you don't, your life doesn't end with that closed door. Relationships may end. Um, opportunities may pass you by, but there really is more to you. There is more. And I had to live that. I had to live that to write about it. And and, and then even even more so, the book really challenges people who have operated with a mentality of limitation. And let me just tell you this, Renee, you know, I'm coming from a mega environment. The the last place, you know, in New Jersey I was, we had, what, 10,000 members or so. Right. I'm operating at a high maximum level potential. Um, I'm running five and six different types of programs and overseeing leaders. And, you know, I'm doing all these things. It wasn't until I got to Kentucky, this small place, to show me how limited my thinking had been. So mm. it's an oxymoron. <laughs> I'm coming from a mega place but had been living in limitation for years. And it's not until he gets me into a small space that he shows me how big I really am. And sometimes in our life, you know, we can be walking with a sense of limitation but not know about it, you know, not know that um, we're limited in our thinking, limited in our skill set, because we're doing a lot of things. We, it looks like we're doing big things, right? It looks like we're helping a whole lot of people. And so we can get comfortable in where we are, not knowing that there is really more for us. So the book mm-hmm. is for successful people, and it's obviously for people who are struggling to find and think that they have anything. But it even challenges those successful people who have come to a point where they're like, oh, okay, you know, I'm doing really well. I'm, I've got this, I've got this, I'm doing this. And to challenge yourself to say, but is there more for me? You can't right. even imagine that, right? And yeah. so this move forced me, forced me to rethink who I was, to reinvent myself, to rediscover or even discover new aspects of my life that I never knew existed. And sometimes it's not until he forces you into a small space, because, you know, Kentucky is much smaller than New Jersey. Sure. <laughs> and where how I'm operating, you know, I moved here. We left our four-bedroom home. It can't live in an apartment, of course, until it's time for us to move into a new home. And so here I am moving into literally limitation. And and the, the idea, the thought is, okay, you know, I'm moving into a limited place. I'm going to become smaller. Well, Renee, you know that this last year has just been groundbreaking for me, more yeah. groundbreaking than it's been when I lived in a place and everybody knew me. Right. And so it's just amazing to me how God, this is why I started off saying God does not operate in a linear fashion at all. <laughs> you know, you just think, okay, I'm going to go here and I'm going to progress and I'm going to get bigger and bigger. No, it just, when it looks like you're going down, it's really when you're coming up. And so this book wow. is really designed to get people to rethink, to up-level their life, you know, up-level their gifts, their vision, um, their mentality, to just take it to the next level, um, no matter where you are, successful or even if you're not in a place where you feel like you really, really want to be, it's not waiting for the door to open. Stop waiting for somebody to call you and to mm-hmm. make things happen for you. Um, no matter where you are, limitation or even in a great place, you can create the door that you want to see open, that you want to see God open. You can create spaces and places for you to begin to operate your gift at. Um, even if you're not in the place where you want to be yet, you know, what can you do right now? What, How can you create more in where you are? So that's what There Is More is really all about. Wow. That's, that's really, really amazing that um, you had such an incredible journey, um, not mm. just physical journey from New Jersey to Kentucky, but that your mindset took a journey and took a tour. Yeah. 
and, yes. and that you were able to really evolve and become, you know, you were always phenomenal from my perspective and from a lot of people's perspectives, but to be able to see you um, in this capacity now, you know, you, you, you are what they, when they say she blew up. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> just all of a sudden, I mean, just blew up. And, and, and like you said, you know, to be able to come from a, a mega church and then to go mm-hmm. to a smaller environment and to be able to really utilize all the resources that you had in that smaller environment. And then also to capitalize on the relationships that you had in your past. Um, to to bring this forward, to birth this new identity, you know, that you've reinvented for yourself, it, it's just really, it, it's beyond inspiring, Nikki. It really is. Wow. So, wow. Thank you so much for that. You're welcome. So for the average person, you know, yeah. uh, who's thinking about the idea of there is more, you know, because we have a mm-hmm. lot of people, like you said, you called it, um, I think you called it the underbelly of life, you know, the mm-hmm. poor, the struggling, mm-hmm. you know, people who are really looking for that way out, way up, yeah. um, knowing that there's more because they can see it, but they can't necessarily visualize it for themselves. What's the first step? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first step is, and and it's funny you ask about steps. My book actually is all about steps, and mm-hmm. um, every chapter or section spells out the word path. Um, the path one and the path two is in that book, and the first step is um, to pursue your purpose and your passion. And mm-hmm. one of the one of the most um, eye opening things I learned about writing this book. Because um, I promised I did not want to write a book on purpose because everybody is writing a book on purpose. I didn't want to write a book on purpose, but the first step has to start with purpose because we can't do anything more until we tap into what's our core, what's centered to who we are. Um, but the first thing that I really learned is that, you know, purpose does not need to be discovered because it was never hidden. And, you know, I, I went on this journey of trying to understand purpose and even my life purpose. And I realized writing this book, I had the idea of my purpose completely all wrong. You know, I believed that, you know, my purpose was to to speak and to be this minister. Um, but the reality is purpose is the sole reason why you're here on earth. It is the innate assignment that qualifies your existence here. And I just can't believe that our purpose doesn't show up until we choose or decide to discover it one day. I think we have all been operating in aspects of our purpose most of our entire lives for as long as we can be conscious of it or or as long as we were at a place of maturity of talking and walking. There is something we were doing that, you know, uh, showed our sense of our purpose and why we're here. And so so what I tell people is that purpose is not looking to be revealed, it's waiting to be recognized. And that, you know, there is something that we do near perfection every single day, um, and we've been doing it most of our life. And and I and I talk and I go through that chapter. It's chapter chapter one literally and it talks about how to discover your center or your core. You know, there's one predominant gift. We have a lot of gifts, Renee. You know, God sent us to earth with a lot of gifts. But there's one predominant gift that we do without fail, near perfection, every single time we do it. And the reason most people don't know or can't really identify it is because it is so common to them. It is so natural to them and almost no big deal that they become unconscious to it. And mm. and But when you know what that gift is, when you know what that one center, that one predominant gift is, it really opens your whole life up to be able to create more opportunities for you to be intentional about creating more. And it wasn't until I realized, well, preaching and teaching and ministering is not my purpose because what would happen if something happens to my throat and I can't teach anymore? (laughs) You know, what if I don't have any opportunities to teach? I know I will, but 
What about those years when I didn't have any opportunities to teach? Is that saying that my purpose, I'm not operating in my purpose? No, he he can't limit it to this one particular physical assignment. It's something else that was deeper that I can do no matter what. And it wasn't until I really went through this exercise in my book, I had to go through it, that I realized there is one thing I've been doing since I was on the playground, and that was empowering people. I wouldn't have called it empowering then, but, you know, there would be kids on the playground like, I can't get on the swing. And I'm like, yes, you can, you know. (laughs) And I would be in motivating them and empowering them on the playground and, you know, in the lunchroom. I mean, that, that was just who I was. And I didn't do it every day. I didn't do it a lot, but throughout my years, it's what gravitated people to me. It's what made people want to share their issues and problems with me. It's, you know, I, I remember having wisdom beyond my years that when people came to me with an issue or problem, I could help them work through the strategy, even at 15 and 16 and 17 years old. And so, you know, I but I didn't get that until probably three years ago, Renee, when I was really working on this on this whole idea of purpose and and because though that I know what it is and this, and this is what I tell people, you now can become intentional about creating overflow. See, we can work in our gift in life, we can work in our gifts, but those gifts, the things we're working in, don't necessarily mean they're attached to my core. You know, you can work if you're great at administration, you're great at teaching. Okay, good. But where are the places that you thrive? There's a difference between doing something that you're good at and doing something that you thrive in. And that's when you touch the tap the core. So everybody who gets in my book, there is more. They, they're going to go through this journey of really developing their core and then figuring out, so if I, and if I do empowerment, how do I do it? Where do I do it at the best? And then when you start to develop all of these different avenues, you realize all of these new options. You're not limited now to I'm not limited now to the pulpit. I can empower people in the grocery store. I can empower people through writing. I can empower people through leadership. I can empower people through coaching. You know, and when I saw started to see now my vision is open. Well what else could I do? Well what else can I do with my coaching? I know I like to empower people. Well how else do I want to empower them? You see that? You see now all of a sudden I went from well I'm a speaker which means I gotta wait for somebody to call me. Because you don't just knock on somebody's door and say, hey, I want to come speak for you this week because I really need to work in my purpose. (laughs) But now it's I can empower people anywhere. I can write. I can, you know, I can coach people. I can encourage people no matter where I am. So that means every day I'm intentional about working and, and doing more. And it's not just more as far as um, quantity, but it's more as far as quality. Wow, that is really so insightful. Because when you think about it, a lot of times we do stop at the act. That's why when I asked you who is uh, Nikki Walker Brown, and you gave me that long list of who you are, it really encompasses so many different roles and so many different responsibilities and so many different hats Mm. that you wear throughout Mm -hmm. your life. And to be able to say that, um, you know, that you have this intention each day to empower people, that that's something that yes. is not only your intention but also your purpose, that's yes. got to feel, that's gotta feel really um, meaningful and fulfilling to you. How does it feel? Yes, it does. It does, and it, and it just, it it keeps me from feeling limited and believing I'm limited because that, that's been my struggle most of my life. I don't do much. I don't really say much. I don't have much. And only to find out that you've been carrying increase the entire time. And that, wow. that's who, who I'm really after. I'm really after the people who believe they're in limitation, but they're carrying the seed of greatness in their pocket. And to go through life, you know, I put this in my book. You know, the the greatest tragedy is to walk past open doors, skip on opportunities, you know, not pursue passion, all because we didn't think we had what it takes, only to find out years later we had it all along. And that's the tragedy. And I can't tell you how many times I've um, walked past open doors and opportunities, things I could have pursued but just didn't think I had it, didn't think I had enough, didn't think I could do it. 
you know, if I had this blueprint years ago, I would have been doing a whole lot more back then or doing more of what I was really passionate about. Mm-hmm. So I, I really want to take this message of more all as many places as I can to say, hey, you already have more. You already have the ingredients for increase. You know, greatness begins as, as a seed. What you do with it is based on how you perceive of it. How do you perceive of that seed? Is it not enough or is it just enough? You know, or is it more than enough? Do you see that seed, you know, turning into something bigger than what it appears? And and, and that's really what my book wants to address. And, you know, something that I've learned um, in my years at Bethany is, Lord, deliver me from people. You know, that, yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that limitation that we put on ourselves because someone says no or that limitation yeah. that we put on ourselves because, like you said, you're sitting at home waiting for someone to call you um, mm-hmm. rather than digging deep inside yourself and figuring out who you are beyond just that phone call that you're waiting for. Mm-hmm. So so I, I, I really, really hear what you're saying. I have a question for yes. you, Nikki. What role yes. does a relationship with God have in understanding that there is more? You know, I think it has everything to do because okay. the reality is most people unless they're just a full atheist most people believe that there's a higher power and that we are here on this earth for something bigger and and you talk to people all around the country and the world you know you you know this just by reading the books and reading those purpose books we we've been hearing this sound coming out of people that I got to be here for more. There's got to be more to this life. And more people, more and more people are turning to the church, but not even just the church, but to God and spirituality because they're not getting what they need in the natural. You know, they're not getting it on their job. They're not getting it from their family and their friends and, and just from all those other vices that they are looking for to find peace and contentment and joy. And so God has everything to do with it because when you really do connect with him, it's going back to the maker. It's it's like when a toy is broken, you know, and you can't fix it, people can't fix it. You have to go back to the manual. <laughs> we all understand that concept. We have to go back to the maker and say, how does this thing work? How does this thing work? How is it supposed to work? Um, and so my book uh, is spiritual, but I believe it can connect with people even if you don't go to church um, because I think what I do is really bridge where people are. I bring in a lot of stories of people who I have counseled who didn't, didn't go to church but just still wanted more. And I think um, God is that source. God is that source of overflow. And People can live through life and be very successful, not have a relationship with the Lord. But when you have that relationship with the Lord, you turn the corner in your life and you become even more. Mm -hmm. There is another blueprint that you find out existed for you that's even better than the blueprint you came up with for yourself. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I I believe he has everything to do with it. So, Nikki, beyond the norm, beyond... The reading of the Bible, the praying, the going to church, the things that many Christians do across the world. What does it really mean to have a relationship with God in your estimation? You know, my my understanding of relationship, and it's funny, Renee, I've been in church my entire life, as long as I can remember. And I really mean that. <laughs> um, I was there probably since I was two or three. And, you know, I came up in a family where you had to go to church. You were going to go to church no matter what. I sang on yes, the choir. I, I was in the I've youth met, ministry. I've, you know what I'm talking about. I yes, I um, I was there every Sunday on Fridays <laughs> and Sunday nights. Right, exactly. Do you know, mm-hmm. I never had a relationship with the Lord until I became an adult. Wow. And the relationship moves you beyond religion. I was religious. because my parents made me, (laughs) but I never had a relationship. And that relationship is really what um, solidifies your position within 
um, that Christian walk. And that relationship looks very similar to that relationship with your best friend, if you have one, or if people have one who are listening. It's it's talking to God. It's it's walking with God. It's understanding who He is, and and. Um, and 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 what he desires and what he loves and and really loving him back you know it's understanding the cross of Christ and what salvation did for us and you know not just following a bunch of rules cuz that's what i grew up in i followed 155,000 rules but never had a relationship but Christ doesn't come, you know, God isn't interested per se in us following the rules as he is with us following him and when you follow him and when you have a relationship with him, the rules come easy because now it's, well, because I love God and because I have a relationship with him and He, I've learned how to know how he talks to me and I talk to him, um, I don't want to do anything to upset him. And when I got that revelation, oh, my gosh, it was amazing because, you know, I used to walk around like God's watching me. He's looking to see what I'm getting ready to do wrong, almost like Santa Claus, right? <laughs> he's looking at, he's counting up all the things I'm doing and not doing and looking to punish me. And, you know, if I do everything right, I'm looking for a reward. That's not the type of God that I know about and that I serve. But he really wants to have a relationship with his people and that he really wants us to talk to him on a daily basis about who we are and what we're going through and for him to comfort us and to give us direction and lead and guide us. You know, having a relationship with the Lord is like having a added advantage to life. You have an advantage because whereas other people kind of have to go on their own intuition and go blindly, we have another source to say, hey, is this the right direction? And we have something to say to us, no, don't go down that road because I'm going to tell you what's going to happen at the end of that road. I tell you, it's like having a compass, a GPS system that can really lead us and guide us through life. And that's what having a relationship with the Lord is um, um, to me. It's, it's deeper than just religion. Yes, he wants us to live right. Yes, he wants us to follow his principles. But he wants more so for us to love him, for us to know that we are loved. And when we love him and when we know we are loved, um, the whole idea of following him doesn't become a burden. It doesn't become this sense of, oh, my God, you know, I can't do this and I can't do that. It's I don't want to do that. I don't want to do anything that's displeasing to God because of how he's loved me so much and how I love him. It's a love relationship. That's awesome. And I love the way you said relationship moves you beyond religion. You know, mm-hmm. because it really is, um, it's so much bigger than that. And uh, many yeah. times we do get caught up in, in the rituals, right? And yeah. the rules and the regulations and all that. And, and, and to be able to say that it's a love relationship really gives uh, the, the idea of having God in your life more credence and it, it helps mm-hmm. it to make, it helps it to make more sense. Because you yes. want you want a God that's loving and you want a God that's um, that's going to support you and and inspire you and encourage you, not one that's punitive and disciplinarian and and all that. And, that's and to correct. be able and to be able to say that you have a relationship with Him, um, knowing that there's more to life than just the the day to day. You know, it's right. really about it. Really goes a lot deeper than that. So how that's do correct. you strike? How do you strike the balance between remaining grateful and knowing that there is more? Because I'm going to tell you why I ask you this question, Nikki, because this is one of my biggest struggles. Mm-hmm. One of my one of my personal biggest struggles is, okay, you know what? There are people with no legs. Lord, just <laughs> thank you for my legs. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, the, there, yes. there are people. There are people who don't have a job. Lord, thank you for my job. You know, so yeah, yeah. how do you strike that balance between being grateful and knowing that there's more? How do you do that? Yeah, Renee, this is such a great question because you say you struggle with that. I do too. <laughs> I am a listen. I am a pessimist at heart. I've always been that way. The glass is never full at all, not even half full. <laughs> the glass is just, 
the glass is just a hot mess, you know. And so I have had to learn for many, many years. And, and even coming into this year or these past two years of moving and and leaving New Jersey and, you know, being elevated but not feeling like I'm elevated and learning how to cultivate a sense of gratefulness and thankfulness. And I think the, the, the balance is that while I'm grateful for where I am, I'm not – I don't want to curse my assignment. And I think that's the first end of gratefulness is let me not curse where I am because where I am is a platform to where he's taking me. So mm-hmm. that's how gratefulness um, manifests itself in our present reality. Let me not curse my present assignment. Right. I'm grateful for where I am. It's not exactly where I want to be, but every everything of where I am has everything to do with where I'm going, and that's the gratefulness of it. It is not cursing the platform or the vehicle that I am in right now, and that's hard. It's hard, especially mm-hmm. if that vehicle is sickness, unemployment, um, feeling like isolation. How can, how 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 easy is it to curse that, right? This is a hot mess. Sure. This is terrible. <laughs> you know, I'm not going anywhere. This feel this isn't a vehicle. This is a roadblock, you know. And and you feel that. You feel that. But to not curse the season. And that's really what that means. That season is your vehicle. But then being able to not settle in where you are. And and that is drawing conclusions. I'm based on your present circumstances and and saying, well, I guess this is how, I guess this is it. I guess this is where my life is going to end. Uh, well, I guess you know, I guess there isn't any more for me. I've tried, and and I have done that many times when I have really drawn conclusions based on my frustration. That because of how frustrated I am, and because it doesn't seem like those doors for me are opening. Well, oh well, that's it. You know what? I've tried. Listen, I'm in my 40s now. How long is this going to take? <laughs> you know, you start reminding God of how old you are and saying, my knees hurt, my, my hips hurt. <laughs> how long is it going to take? Am I going to have any teeth when the promise, you know, am I going to have any teeth when I finally get there? Am I going to still be pretty? <laughs> you know, we have all those questions. I don't want to be old on camera. You know, God, I, I still want to look hot and sexy. He doesn't care anything about that. And so part of the journey of gratefulness, of gratefulness, and one of the things I had to really tell myself is I will be grateful. I will learn to cultivate a season of gratefulness. And and just by telling him, thank you, thank you for where you brought me, thank you for where I am, and me saying thank you is not a period. It really is a comma. I don't know if that makes any sense. It makes total sense. <laughs> because sometimes we say, oh, thank you, Lord, thank you. It's like, yeah, but I'm not where I want to be. Like we're, if we're saying thank you, then we are settling for where we are. That is not settling by saying thank you. By telling God thank you, we're not putting a period and saying we don't want more. We're putting a comma. Thank you, Lord. Let me take a pause, you know, in, in the middle of my complaint and just tell you thank you. Thank you. Wow. And and I do I have to do this often because I will go down that bunny trail of things aren't working out. It looks blah, you know, the blah when I still see, you know, and, and Renee, as much as people look at where I am right now, I my vision's past this. You know, and your vision is always ahead of you. You know, so where you are, you're saying, Hey, I saw me being here five years ago. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So where I am now, my vision is now five years in the future already. And and wow. but I have to be grateful. My my mind and my body and life. I I finally caught up to the vision that I had five years ago for me. And now the struggle is to be grateful that I'm here. This is where mm-hmm. I wanted to be five years ago, and not let that discourage me from the vision that I have right now for the next five years. Because our vision, we always, we should always have a vision that's ahead of us, two, three, four, five years ahead of us. But that also creates a struggle because it feels like, okay, God, I'm ready. I'm ready to get to the next phase. He's like, you just got to this phase. (laughs) But I wanted to be at this phase five years ago. (laughs) So so gratefulness is is just telling him thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. And it it is beyond. Go ahead. Yes. 
I was just saying with a comma, saying thank you with that comma. With a comma. That there's mm-hmm. more to come. That nice. there's more to come. Thankfulness is not a period. It's a comma. I thank you, Lord. I thank you. Now, I, and, now and, I'm, I'm, I'm so caught up in the conversation, I forgot to remind callers that if they yes. are listening, 646-716-9397 is the call-in number. Don't be shy. Uh, Nikki's mm-hmm. here, and she is looking forward to hearing your questions and your comments. 646-716-9397. We have just a few more minutes left in the show. But I, I have to know, um, what's the response been to your book? It has just been beyond my um, my expectations. And, again, wow. I'm a pessimist. <laughs> so, you know, I wrote this book like, oh, how many people are going to buy this book? But I tell you. You know, I had a launch party at my Ignite Summit, and it was just overwhelming. I sold out of every single book. I had to keep ordering more books um, between October and November, you know, and it it was just amazing. And, And to this day, you know, I'm getting emails still and Facebook messages. In fact, last week I went to a church to speak because they're doing their entire women's retreat on my book. So I did their pre-Women's Day service, and they were saying, our book, you know, the retreat is going to be centered around your book. And and then I got a Facebook message recently from another young woman who said, I need the wheel. And that's in my chapter one and teach people how to find their purpose. And I told her to go to my website. She says, I'm crafting a women's weekend. And I'm making everybody read this book before we get there. And I've got to go. you got to help me get through the wheel. I've never met this woman. Don't know who she is. She's in North Carolina or South Carolina. And she said, you know, if if this goes well, I, I host a, um, a Super Bowl cruise every year. So it's just been overwhelming. It's been beyond my expectations. And, and I'm just grateful. It, it It has just been phenomenal. Well, Nikki, you deserve it. I just want you to know that you you deserve all that goodness because you have poured, without even realizing it, I think, so many wonderful, positive, uh, loving things into people. And you were just doing, I think, your work, Um, Mm. not really understanding the impact that you were making on people on a day-to-day basis. From the wow. life that you live to the work that you do to the words that you speak, and the, and like I said in the beginning when I introduced you, the world needs to hear more and even more wow. from Nikki Walker Brown because wow. um, you, you change lives. You really do. You impact and you change lives. I never would have spent um, or or decided to to invest um, as much time at Bethany had it not been for a powerful woman like yourself as an example. Wow. Um, wow. I, tend to, I, I tend to be, um, you know, very pro-woman. So mm-hmm. so to have a pastor is one thing. And, and, of course, we all know Bishop Evans is just dynamic and wonderful. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. to have a woman like yourself as a leader in a church, mm-hmm. um, saying the things that you said and the way that you said them with the passion and the um, – the excitement that you had and enthusiasm about God, it it really made a difference for me for so many years. Mm. So again, wow. I say that's thank awesome. You. Yeah, it's true. Wow, it's true. awesome. And, thank and you I, and so I know, much for that. And you're welcome. And I know that there's a lot of other people that feel the same way. So what's the what's on the horizon for your career? What's next? Well, I am um, doing this. I'm calling it now the There Is More Tour. And um, I did do an IMO workshop, but now we're going back to, you know, really promoting my book. And um, I am actually having my very first empowerment workshop right here in Kentucky for the first time. Wow. Saturday. I'm really excited about that. I've been traveling back and forth to New Jersey. That's been my comfort zone. But now that I've made some connections here, I I want to introduce people to, you know, what what God has given to me. And um, I'll be hosting a women's empowerment workshop at Moorhead State um, in in uh, Mount Sterling, Kentucky, um, mm-hmm. next Saturday. And then after that, I'll be um, really kind of 
going to different places and churches and just talking about the theme of there is more. And then what's really big on the horizon is this year we're having um, our third annual Ignite Women's Empowerment Summit, and I'm really excited about it. It it just blew my mind last year. I only planned for 125 people. I got 250 people who came last year, and that was just my second year. And we decided to add a day. This year, it's going to be at the Philadelphia Marriott West, and um, we're just really excited. We have some powerful women speakers who are going to be coming, Dee Marshall from Girlfriends Pray and Monica Haskell, and we have somebody coming from Wells Fargo. You know, and I want women from all walks of life to come. You know, I set this up so that anybody can come to this, whether they go to church, don't go to church. It really is about igniting your ideas, your dreams, resetting yourself, re-envisioning your life differently. And whether you go to church, don't go to church, anybody can come. And so that is going to be November the 4th and the 5th of 2016, right there in, in uh, right by King of Prussia. And so I'm excited about it. That's kind of what I've been gearing up to do. And, um, and, uh, and then, and then this month I'm hosting uh, There Is More 90-Day Challenge, and we've signed women up who are going to be, you know, for 90 days, you know, really taking the steps that they need to become more and do more. So we mm-hmm. we're, we just launched that, and that's actually going to start March the 21st. But those are those things that are that that I'm doing. That's fantastic. And Nikki, how do we reach you? How do we reach out to you? People, just in, mm-hmm, yeah, just in they can go to my website at www.nikkibrown.org with one K, N-I-K-I, nikkibrown.org, www.nikkibrown.org. I'm also on Facebook, uh, nikki.w.brown, um, and um, they can reach me on those two venues. And I'm also on Twitter and Periscope. I host a Motivational Monday every Monday at 1230. And I've just gotten some really great followers and women who are, it's called the There Is More Motivational Monday. And I've just really gotten some uh, great feedback. So every single Monday at 1230, I host that Motivational Moment um, from 1230 to about 1. And I have women who are Facebooking me saying, it's my lunch break. I take lunch. We bring all my girlfriends into the lunchroom and we watch you on Periscope. (laughs) So it's just been (laughs) great. Great. That's fantastic. Nikki, I am so proud of you. Thank you. Yeah, I am so proud of you. Thank you. I would say the same thing to you, Renee. You're just phenomenal. I love it. I love everything you're doing. (laughs) Thank you, honey. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for your time this morning. Thank you. For taking time out of your so busy schedule to spend, um, you know, just an hour with me on Reveal Your Excellence. And I will be uh, keeping in touch with you and uh, following you on Facebook and seeing everything that you're doing. And I'll try to get to you one of your workshops as well. Okay. Fantastic. Thank you so much. All right, love. You have a great day. You too. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So that was Nikki Walker-Brown, everybody. What a phenomenal woman. What an incredible inspiration. Uh, Just so much wisdom in that little body. And um, to be able to say that she is um, a a colleague, a friend, uh, you know, is, is just a real treat for me to know that I've known her for so many years and that she is doing such incredible things is really um, just uh, just an honor, really, to be able to know her. Um, I, I just wanted to let you know, too, that um, coming up in two weeks, we're going to have another show with another dynamic woman, Tamara Cosley Robinson. She's going to be talking to us about confidence. Um, that is my finale show with Life Coach Radio Networks. I'm Really just so excited um, that this chapter of my life is coming to a close. Um, It's definitely always bittersweet to put closure on something that you've loved um, and enjoyed and and cherished. Um, But just to know that I'm getting to a point right now where 
I have to prioritize and the show definitely is something that I need to kind of put on the back burner for now. Not to say that I won't revisit sometime in the very near future. Um, but for right now I'll have to, um, to take a little respite from, uh, the radio network, but, uh, coming up in two weeks on the 26th of uh, March, Tamara Cosley Robinson talking about confidence during my finale show. In the meantime, just a reminder, just in case you want to reach out to Nikki Walker Brown, you can reach her at Nikki Brown. That's Nikki with one K N I K I Brown dot org. Um, she would be happy to either hear from you or just to know that you want to visit maybe one of her workshops, maybe um her There Is More tour, um, all the different things that she's doing. There's a there's a lot of uh, variety and ways that you can connect with her. So that about wraps it up for Reveal Your Excellence with the on-camera coach Renee Ellison for today. I feel so empowered. I wonder why. And I'm going to take uh, the rest of the day to finish up some laundry, get out and enjoy the sun, and um, just uh, have a great day on purpose. And you as well. All right. Uh, We'll be in touch in two weeks. Have a great weekend.